What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a blossoming Instagram page and content creator and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, in every gender or lack thereof, in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Binging Bravo. Cassandra, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I am doing spectacular. I am excited for this call. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, I love all of the episodes that you've been putting out. I see you've been like, must be working like crazy. (laughs) You know, I try to keep busy. I decided to produce this podcast in the in the style of a talk show and like try to release new interviews five days a week. And it's been going well so far. I've been, you know, keeping it, keep on keeping on. I'm, I'm the little engine that could over here. It's just me. <laughs> I love that. But thank you so much. I appreciate you joining the, joining the lineup, joining the library, joining the family, the friends of the show, all of the things of the things. Yeah, happy to be here. So tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Okay, so probably back in like when MTV was in its prime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, The Hills was probably the show I became like obsessed with, you know, the way I am like about Housewives now. Um, yeah, like The Hills, um, America's Next Top Model, for sure. Um, the Real World, The Rachel Zoe Project. Um, yeah, I probably, like, when I was in middle school, you know, since I was, like, 13 watching, actually on MTV, I remember all of those, you know, the show, like, Next and Room Raiders, all of those Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, the depravity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it goes way back. So, basically, you and I watched all the same shows growing up, because all the shows you mentioned are just shows after my own heart. Amazing. Let me ask you really quick, do you have headphones by any chance? Um, yeah. Let me see if I can connect those. Okay. 
I have these um, Bluetooth beats, but they're kind, they're just not connecting, it seems. See, I, see now we uh, try to be on Team Beats because that's what I'm using is my Beats Fit Pro. Come on, Beats. Come on for the home team, guys. The problem was that I was hearing a strong feedback of myself, and I was like... Oh, weird. Okay. But I don't seem to be hearing it now. Let me just double check. I might have wired headphones I could just plug in. Okay. So one second. No Hello? Yes, ma'am. Is that clearer? Let me see. Do I hear myself? Do I hear myself? That act, that is perfect. Okay, awesome. Sweet. Okay. So, so as, as I was saying, you and I watched all the same shows growing up. Like, The Hills was the show that I feel like I, if... If somebody asked me that question, that would be the show that I would say that I became obsessed with reality television because I can think of another show that I was as obsessed with as I or, you know, the rest of the world is with Housewives. It, The Hills is it for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then the next, Room Raiders, Pimp My Ride. Oh, the nostalgia of it all. Yo mama. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh. Good times, great times, actually. Do you remember the moment, the episode, or the season that you knew that you had to create content? Um, honestly, I feel like because I started um, using Twitter, like for Housewives content, only like a year ago, and mm-hmm. I feel like I was falling into this. Like I had like a lot more time in my hands than I was used to. And I was just re-watching a lot of shows. And I, like, no, I had no one to talk to about it, basically. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, I could be talking about something that, you know, the Countess said seven years ago, and my mom will look at me like, why are you even, you know, (laughs) like, why are we talking about this? And I just kind of stumbled upon like housewives twitter and i was just like wow this is like somewhere that we're still talking about stuff that happened 10 years ago like it happened yesterday and it's like still relevant and just i just saw the whole community as just you know something that was oddly like supportive and like kind of i don't know it was just 
something that I just felt drawn to. It wasn't even really like I need to do this for any particular reason. It was just sort of just circumstances. I had some extra time on my hands. I was already rewatching things and just noticing new things, wanting to wanting to just, you know, vent about whatever and it kind of just happened from there and kind of snowballed from there. Nice. What is your ultimate goal as a content creator? At first, um, really, it was just about having kind of just a place to talk about these shows um, and just kind of have commentary and share opinions and stuff like that. But um, really, I I would like to get into e-commerce eventually. But I'm kind of just taking it step by step. Um, sure. I I have started um, like I I started a Shopify account and that sort of thing, and I'm slowly designing kind of things to start an online store. But I'm just kind of letting it happen organically. Um, and yeah, so I I would like to take it kind of in the e-commerce direction. Um, I think she did an interview with Bravo and Blaze, right? Mm-hmm. She's so, a very good friend to the show. Yeah, so um, I talked to her a lot through Twitter, and um, she I gave her credit like recently for kind of just inspiring me to go ahead and just mm-hmm. start with like the Shopify kind of stuff and just designing my own type of merch. And I was, you know, at first apprehensive because I'm worried about these like copyright things, but there are so many people that do it. I don't think that they really care. I honestly don't know. I'm actually gonna have a conversation with her about um, working on some things at some point. Um, But yeah, Jenny Blaze is a very good friend of the show because there's a running joke on this podcast that Jenny Blaze knows literally everybody because I can't even count the number of people that come on this podcast and say, that they've talked to Jenny Blaze, they've connected with Jenny Blaze, they listen to Jenny Blaze. Like everybody knows Jenny and she's one of my really good friends. So it's so funny. She's a very good friend of the show. Shout out to Jenny. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Love her so much. Do you have a favorite franchise of Housewives? Um, Definitely New York. Ooh, tell Um, me why. Well, one, I, I've lived in New York since I was like five, not the city. I'm like 30, 40 minutes outside of the city. Um, But, you know, just feeling like you like can, you you recognize certain things that are being filmed and feeling like that kind of connection to it. And also, you know, the way that New York started, obviously is not the way it is now, which I still, you know, I, I still love Roni, obviously, but it started out as a very, um, like, a peek into a world that we would never, ever see. So it had that that very interesting, like, New York society sort of thing. Um, and I feel like the cast, they just, I've, I've rewatched it so many times, and I feel like, besides, obviously, their last season, there like really wasn't a bad season you know Mm -hmm. um the type of struggles they all go through are like you know I'm sure for anyone experiencing something similar can be incredibly helpful um just 
it's it's a very weird combination of like you know inspiring when you see someone who's trying to stop drinking even though they're forced to be in these social situations and they're they're working they're going to work through it anyway to you know someone starting their whole life over after you know their 30 year marriage is over um so then they can just be like it's crazy and it's fun and it's light you know it's a nice mm-hmm. it's a nice mix it's not all dark it's not all you know filler and just kind of like partying stuff it's a really good it's a good mix um and i feel like it hasn't changed too much from season to season so you feel more more invested in everybody i absolutely love that too i love a consistent cast yeah definitely i feel like for the most part potomac has that too mm-hmm. and i love potomac potomac is People, people had their doubts when I feel like when that franchise first came out, it wasn't super popular, but I feel like they blew up. I feel like people started catching up to Potomac in season four, and then in season five is when people, is when the Potomac girls really hit, and then they've just been on the girls' necks every season ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love them. Well, since you brought up Potomac, what is your coochie craving? <laughs> um, and what context do you mean by that? Hey, that's your question. I'll let you answer it how you want to. Um, okay. What is my coochie craving? Um, If we're going to go with something that really gets me going every day is my coffee. (laughs) Um, Work. The best part of waking up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, You know, unless I wake up a little bit early with my man, you know, there's that too, but. Hello. Shout out to him. (laughs) I would uh, not be anything without my coffee. That's for sure. I never got the coffee craving. That just, really? that that thing never hit me. Yeah, the closest thing I've come to coffee is like those like Frappuccino drinks from McDonald's and I don't even go there anymore because every time I go to McDonald's, I leave with an attitude. <laughs> That's so funny. I've just decided to protect my personal peace and just stay away from the double arches. Fair enough. Know. You know, I will, full disclosure, um, I used to be quite a drinker and I don't drink anymore. And my coffee consumption definitely increased with that change, which I think totally is pretty common. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's like when people stop doing drugs or like smoking weed and they like pick up cigarettes. Right. Makes sense. Right. See, I'll, I I put down the cigarettes and picked up the weed. Ah. Uh, you're a smart woman. I love that for you. What makes a great housewife to you? What makes a great housewife? Um, I think having some sort of firm background. Um, like, for example, like while we're talking about Roni, maybe this is also why they're, I'm drawn to them. 
you know, the Countess has her whole backstory with her life with the Count, her townhouse, you know, like she used to have a townhouse, you know, I feel like people forget that sometimes. Um, Sonia Morgan, the, the whole Morgan family background, even, even Tinsley with her kind of socialite background. Um, I think it's, even if it doesn't have to be, you know, about high society, but just some sort of some sort of story you know what I mean like something deeper something to connect to um something more than just you know the fancy clothes and the dinners and you know the rich husband or something you know I feel like it's important Absolutely. that people feel like they can connect and relate and I think it's like as weird as it sounds like a, a form of like therapy for a lot of us just like you know, feeling seen because someone is going through something that like we feel similar or whatever. Um, and it also just makes for a more interesting TV. I feel like when you have people like, I don't know who, I feel like for some reason, Mia is coming to my mind right now that I feel like she's, she's very, it's just very surface level. And when she's getting angry in like the last couple episodes, you can, it almost feels like she's not genuinely upset, but she's just putting something on to generate a conflict. You know, like trying to make something out of something. Um, I think it's, it's important when housewives are also like firm in their beliefs and their opinions. You know, like, like Bethany, like she's gonna tell you however she feels and whatever you say is not gonna change how she feels. Um, I go back and forth on Bethany. I used to be obsessed with her. You know, I wanted to consume everything that she was on, everything that she put out there. But she's kind of going in a weird direction um, with what she's putting out there online. Um, in what way would you say? I mean, I don't necessarily think it's like a, a good or a bad thing, but the mm -hmm. way that she's kind of like you know she went on for so many years about people like going on and talking about like bravo and the housewives and this and that and like trying to you know get attention for whatever and then you know now she's on tiktok just kind of just criticizing a lot of different things that she's not even remotely involved in and i don't i don't really care if she wants to go on and criticize things that's totally fine it's more sure. just like the, the self-awareness aspect of like, you're saying this thing and then you're doing this thing and they kind of seem like they don't coincide, which I mean, Absolutely. again, she's free to do whatever she wants. And I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie, I've listened to the Rewives podcast because she started out with Scary Island, so I'm gonna listen to it. Sure. <laughs> you know, but um, I think she also might just be like wanting to do something a little bit new and she was trying a bunch of different things to see kind of what was gonna stick or make the most sense so fair play but yeah. um but yeah sorry that's quite a long answer for what makes a housewife <laughs> no you're good um these these questions are kind of designed for you to go on tangent so okay. that's perfectly fine we encourage that around here and yes you can curse we encourage okay. that as well. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way about Bethany. I just kind of don't understand the Rewives podcast only simply because it's not even, 
I think that everybody got so caught up with the word trashed, saying that Bethany trashed the show, saying that she spoke negatively about the show. I don't even think she she necessarily spoke negatively about the show in a way that was like disrespectful. I think it was more so her wanting to distance herself from the franchise so much to the point of not allowing people to ask her about it in interviews for several years. Like, she wouldn't allow people to talk about Housewives on the big shot, like, allegedly, of course. But, like, like you literally tried to distance yourself from the franchise, and now, all of a sudden, now you're popping up. I'm not even going to say she trashed it, because I can't remember her, her saying anything that was, like, crazy about the show. I just remember what stuck out to me was her trying to distance herself and specifically not allowing people to ask her about the show in interviews. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think people probably just took that as like her thinking she's above it, when in reality, she just she just wanted to, you know, move on with her life and- Sure. You know, which and is I totally And I can respect fair. that. Right, and I just wish she would just say like, listen, it's not about me trashing the show. I don't think I said anything negative, but I did want to distance myself. I think she's like, in saying that she didn't trash the show, which is a fact, She's also absolving herself of, like, any responsibility in the situation because she did actively try to distance herself, which is also a fact. So I think if she would have gave a little, they would have let her go a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, shout out to Bryn because that's the only person I care about. We just care about the kids. Yeah, seriously. Do you want to do a quick activity with me? Because I sure. do activities and games on this show. We have an activity and then we have a game. Okay. How familiar are you with like your astrological signs and your chart and like, do you read your horoscope, things like that? Um, not, I'm not like super knowledgeable on that. Well, good. Be- because it's just an analogy, right? Okay. Because what we're doing is your housewife's personality chart. And I kind of based it off of your astrological chart with your sun, your rising and your moon or whatever. But if people don't do that, I I still have a great way to explain it so it still makes sense to you. Okay. So what we're trying to figure out is your goal housewife, your sister housewife, and your window housewife, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask you three questions and the answers to these three questions, the housewives that you choose, those are going to be One is going to be your goal housewife. One is going to be your sister housewife. One is going to be your window housewife. Okay. So, first question. Who's the housewife that you want to be when you grow up? I want to be when I grow up. Um, Honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with... You're in a safe space. Lisa Vanderpump. Word. Tell me why. Because, you know, I feel like, um, like there are so many housewives that I love, but I, I feel like Lisa, I'm not going to say she's the most self-aware, but mm-hmm. I feel like she's pretty self-assured. She, you know, she puts her family first you know she's got a great relationship with her husband with her kids 
Um, she does very well in business. You know, she loves dogs like more than people, which I can identify with. Um, Same. Big you know, thing. I feel like that says a lot. Like you can, she has a huge heart, you know, like even though she has plenty materialistic things and all of that and she's got the closets and whatever whatever but you can't you can't criticize that like she really she gives back where she can um yeah i mean i don't think she's had any sort of like she's done and from i don't know if she's done a lot like in practice but from what i've seen she she does what she can for the lgbtq plus community um you know she she shows that she cares about more than just furthering herself. Um, and you know, she's she's a badass, you know? She's got like ponies running around her yard and she's like running restaurants and she's kind of everything. And I didn't think of her at first because she's not on anymore, but I mean, I would, I would love for her to come back. But if it's not good for her, then I'm happy for her to not come back. Fair. That is your goal, housewife. Okay. Now, second question is, who's the housewife that you relatably align with? I relatably... Meaning... Yeah, meaning, like, who do you feel you're the most like, in your own opinion? Okay. Um... So, I feel like... I can be, I, I feel like, okay, I, these kind of questions, I feel like I could have two answers because there's like my answer before I stopped drinking, honestly, would probably mm-hmm. be like a combination of like Dorinda and Leah. Okay. Probably, I mean... I'm not going to say Leah. Probably. <laughs> I think I'll say. I think I'll say Dorinda. Yeah. Because. Okay. Um, I think. She. She can often. Be misunderstood. For. You know. Speaking her mind. Um, I definitely identify with, like, her, um, kind of just going through different transitions in life. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm only going to be turning 30 next year, so I haven't, I haven't been, like, married and divorced and this and that. But, you know, obviously we all go through different types of relationships, different, you know, stages of our life. And I, I feel like um, with Dorinda, you know, she's had a lot of ups, a lot of downs and, you know, kind of just found a way to look at the bright side of things. Um, obviously, towards later seasons, the drinking thing starts to get a little dark. So, like, I'm not trying to associate with that totally, but I yeah. do think that... Um, she was definitely good for the show for a while um, because she she could be very relatable. Um, obviously, we're not all having experiences that mirror hers. We're, we're not necessarily marrying men that are buying us our dream home in the Berkshires. 
but you know <laughs> her feelings are relatable and real you know yeah um yeah so and i think i think she's shown us a lot of herself so that also kind of helps people you know relate to her too i agree with that dorinda it would be considered your sister housewife i'll take that yeah and then third question is if i ask your parents your husband your best friend your children even who's the housewife if they could if they could put you as any housewife in the lineup who would they say that you most relatably align with um probably My instinct is going towards Leah. Okay. And I know she's a newer housewife, and maybe that's also because like she's closer to my age that I instinctively go there. But I'll give you mm. a reason why. Um, sure. Because I think that my, you know, my family, close friends, um, fiance, all that would probably see me in a similar way to her that you know she is has always kind of been very very determined to figure out her own path you know mm-hmm. um I, th- I i have her book actually um and she oh, talks nice. a, she talked a lot about um like you know she would always have issues with authority and stuff and that would be seen as a negative thing sometimes um and people would think that she wasn't a good employee and it was really because of just you know how her brain worked and what she was wanting to do and she was you know being put in a box and this and that and I feel like I definitely identify um on the outside too like I um I I work as a freelance writer like I'm like hustling writing articles and blogs for different businesses to make you know money and pay my bills and stuff and I you know, I've been determined since I was in college that one day, like, that's what I'm going to do. No one's going to be in charge of my paycheck. No one's going to be able to take my job away from me, you know? And I definitely, I definitely identify um, with Leah in that way. And definitely the people closest to me are the ones that see that side of me the most. I love that. Leah would be considered your window housewife. Okay. And I relate to your reasoning on that because I feel the same way about my my podcast. It, well, this podcast and my podcast network. Like, I'm I'm you know instead of you know trying to sell my IP, sell my ideas, sell my dreams off to other people and, and other companies who really don't give a shit. They just care about the numbers attached to it. I would rather build it up myself and reap the benefits myself. Like, I would rather turn my 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 passion is a, a paycheck for myself so I yes. completely relate with you on that yeah I love that my housewife personality chart consists of just so you don't feel like you're out there by yourself yeah I, <laughs> I'd love to hear my, it my goal housewife is is X is Ebony K. Williams okay my sister housewife is Monique Samuels. Okay. And my window housewife is Candace Dillard Bassett. 
I am loving Candace this season. I just have to say. I'm so happy she's having a different turnaround this season. Yeah. I, now, I haven't necessarily been watching, but however, from what I've been seeing via the clips and the, and the perception, she's not necessarily doing anything different per se. She's just not as loud when she's delivering the same read she would have delivered last season. Yeah. So maybe it's just the fact that she's saying it really calmly and really slowly that they're just landing so much better. Yeah, I think she's definitely, that's part of it. And I also feel like the other women are just all, I mean, uh, Karen's not involved in that, but like Giselle and Robin, um, Mia, like they're, they're all just looking not good. And I that feel like- and they're all focused on Wendy this season. So I don't think that Candace is even in the spotlight to get a villain edit, to, to get a villain edit because right. they're focusing on all their bullshit on Wendy this season. Right. And Candace in one of the recent episodes like stood up for Wendy and it was like, she was so clearly right. It was so frustrating to watch that she even had to like make the point that she was making. But, um, oh, I'm, I'm so happy the way that she, you know, her edits are going and how she's coming across and Twitter loves her. Yeah, they don't love her husband um, though. They are not loving her husband. <laughs> they not loving brown dick bastards? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, shout out um, to the W, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do one cast trip over, what would it be and why? You could either make it better, keep it from going so bad, or relive it exactly how it was. Hmm, okay. Probably. See, I feel like some of the trips, if they didn't go badly, we wouldn't have some of our most iconic moments is the problem. Sure. Um, the only thing I will say, um, I, I would be willing to take back Luann and the pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, il papa dire que il était là hier soir avec moi. Hey. Um, <laughs> Um, because I loved her and Jacques so much, mm-hmm. but also, you know, with her, her struggles and stuff, you know, their, their relationship ending might've happened anyway, but, yeah. um, that definitely is the first thing to come to mind that, you know, as much as that episode was so iconic, I, I really, it made me really sad to see her lose Jacques. I feel like he was really good for her, good for the kids. Like he, he seemed like a pretty well-rounded guy. Totally get that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, like Scary Island, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what comes to mind. I love that. That's probably the best answer I've gotten to that question on this oh. show. <laughs> Thanks. I, I absolutely love that answer. What's your favorite Nene Leakes quote? Nene Leakes. Um, let me see. Um, probably. Hmm. 
was it an older woman? She was the, she was, she said, I said what I said, right? Which mm-hmm. episode is that? Yeah, probably that um, one. That was the season five reunion, maybe six reunion. I can't remember. Um, I feel like I've, I, I haven't finished all of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to catch up on the last few seasons. Um, but yeah, I said what I said, probably, I feel like I've used that the most, um, whenever I look for her for like gifts and like reactions and stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely the most versatile that comes to mind. Um, but I mean, she's great. She's like full of iconic moments, you know? Oh Um, yeah. She, she's got a million of them, but I said what I said, you can literally respond to anything, anytime, anywhere yeah. mm-hmm. with, I said what I said. <laughs> there you go. And you don't even have to say period. Like that is the period. I right. said what I said. Yep. <laughs> you can say it in any tone, in any inflection, in any voice. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. Right. I said what I said. You could go it real polite. On it, it, yes. Like you could go, I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that question. How has the Bravo fandom embraced your content? I think, um, I actually was thinking about this earlier, that for the most part, I really don't have negative interactions. Nice. Um, for the most part. I, I, I get... In the beginning, I used to kind of respond to people who, you know, you could tell from afar that they're just trolling and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I, anytime I can sense that someone's just like looking for someone to, you know, argue with them or something, I'm just, I'm, you know, Meredith, I'm disengaging. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, um, I feel like I have a pretty positive experience. Um, especially on Twitter, it's, it's just like a constant stream of just, even people, I will say like, there are people that I follow that I know that we have very different opinions on different housewives and we still find things to kind of commiserate on, you know, like right now, everyone on housewives, Twitter like we're the closest we've ever gotten to world peace because everyone hates Lenny. <laughs> that is so that is so, that is the title of this episode. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. Hold on. I'm recording that right now. We are the closest we have ever been to world peace because the world hates Lenny. Yep. That's a fact. That is a Fendi bag. That is the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard in weeks. Thank you for that. No problem. Christ almighty, that was hilarious. Yeah, he's what like the, the worst. Yes, he's just, oh. It's just like the hot mic moment of all hot, hot mic moments, which I mean, mind you, speaking of Potomac, one said, hold my beer and said, listen, if you ain't had these kids, I will be here, but I was like, not one on the hot mic just two weeks after Lenny dropping 
bombs I know. on the Pearl Harbor that is Lisa's marriage. Yeah. Oh my God. He is he is just so like and he's a doctor, like such an unethical person and like practicing medicine. Which which explains him feeling so superior to people. That's a stereotype put on yeah. doctors. I'm not saying it's true, but I'm saying it's a stereotype. Yeah. Definitely. But like, and then for him to be like, I'm dating this girl since she won't leave. I, I know that I'll have to file for divorce and get lawyers involved because I know you won't leave the house. I was like, yo. Yeah. Did you see that's the. Very aggressive. Did you see the episode that they put out yesterday? I have not yet. Oh my gosh. I plan yeah. on binging, <laughs> pun intended, binging yes. Bravo. Um, <laughs> As soon as I get done with this interview, actually, I, that's what I was going to go do as soon as I was done with this was binge watch Miami. Okay, so I'm looking yes. forward to it. Yes, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that because it was a it was a good one. Oh, absolutely. Miami's really, since they brought it back, I feel like they're really delivering. And I, I think the production might be better with Peacock because they have different teams, you know, like it's yeah. not the same producers that are doing the shows that are airing on bravo but um yeah they're just they're just bringing it and it's i love it yeah and it's crazy because even within the productions that are airing on bravo most of those shows have different production teams like not yeah. even all of the like not even all of the bravo franchises have the same production team but it's just something about miami like yeah i don't know I don't know if it's Peacock. I don't know if it's just them, but whatever they doing over there, don't ever stop doing it. Cause yes. y'all are crushing it right now. Yeah. Like I love that I got on Instagram this morning and I saw this clip of Lisa talking about her marriage to the rest of the group. And just two episodes ago, allegedly, I'm not exactly sure what number it was. They were just arguing about Lisa's mortgage on her house and what she doing don't know about her household. Yeah. And in this clip, Larsa was right there for her as her friend, holding her down, like trying to help her either fix her marriage or leave it. She was trying to figure out where Lisa was at so she know how to support her. She was like, whatever you want to do, we're going to get there how, however we need to get there. Like they were all there for her, like genuine sisters. It was such a beautiful moment. Like they yeah. can fight and it's great TV and they can sit there and be there for each other. And it is amazing TV. Miami is yeah it's something else and I will say that um Larsa I feel mm -hmm. like people really do just have their opinions because you know like she looks different than she used to and this and that and whatever and you so know most people like I, I don't know. understand why Larsa still gets that shit like I know I, at the end of the day it's money well spent I, right I, I, I don't give a damn if she claims it or not. But people brag about going and getting their body done nowadays. So why are people still trying to hold it against Larsa like she got right. botched? Right. And I will say, like, no one, like, people want to focus on that instead of realizing that, like, she's so good at just, like, not holding on to grudges and just, like, trying to fix things with her friends. Like, I feel like she's genuinely a good person. Yeah. Like, I get that vibe, you know? Like, I, I feel like, you know, when she was married, like, I feel like she did, she probably really did her best to be a good wife and mother. And, you know, things Absolutely. changed, whatever. But, yeah, I, I would well, like I if- I mean, they were married for a long ass 
time. A like, really they were married for time. 20 years, 21 years. Like, yeah. it worked for a long time until it just didn't. Right. But yeah, I wish. Um, yeah, like, at first, when they first uh, came back, the way that Adriana was kind of giving her shit. It was kind of funny at first and then it was like okay but like really like there's no reason to kind of just be like this like at all right um like tell me you're jealous of her body without telling me you know yeah like tell me and then she goes and says i'm i'm thinking about getting a bbl and then the entire bravo audience was was like right oh okay and there's a lot that I could say about Adriana, but I'm not going to veer off too far left on that one. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> what defines an unpopular opinion for you? Um, I would say uh, an unpopular opinion nowadays is mm-hmm. maybe something that like is quote unquote cancelable. Um, or, or just like very clearly um, not the general consensus, you know, just to be super basic. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like <laughs> unpopular opinion is that Jen Shaw is innocent, you know? Okay. Um, unpopular opinion is that Ramona was never in the wrong in the last season of Roni, you know? Like, <laughs> like they're, you know, you're like, that's, you're, <laughs> It's, it's unpopular and it's also wrong but um yeah definitely just and also maybe that's me projecting my own opinion like if it if you know but I think well I mean the answers are based on your own criteria so yeah I would expect it to be your own opinion yeah I feel like talk your shit yeah I feel like unpopular to me is like there's a reason because there's something problematic with either, you know, whoever whoever's representing an idea that is potentially hateful or, you know, encouraging of, you know, violence or just, you know, anything, not anything Kelly Dodd says, but, you know, she was just an, an unpopular housewife, not even just an unpopular opinion, you know? Yeah. Um, as much as she was great for TV in terms of like just being able to talk shit and bring the drama, like she was good for a while. She was entertaining for a while, but the way that she enables people to be hateful, like isn't okay, you know? Yeah. Like the, the opinions that have undertones of hate are unpopular to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, based on your own definition, what's been your most unpopular opinion? Oh, my most unpopular opinion. You know, I I don't go out and just like tweet things as soon as they come to my mind anymore. I definitely think about things a little more thoroughly than I used to. But uh, my most unpopular opinion trying to think I feel like there hasn't been anything too recent that I've been like you know had any sort of controversial idea about um 
maybe maybe people would find it an unpopular opinion that if if Whitney is responsible for Heather's black eye I don't give a shit and I'm not gonna come for her for doing that because um, Heather put her hands on her first so people might think that's unpopular because it's still rooted in violence and it's wrong no matter what but I don't care Okay. Right? I don't know if that's sure. I don't know if that's like maybe it is unpopular. You know what I mean? Because I I don't know how that makes me sound, but I when they flashed I don't know if you saw the latest Salt Lake. Yeah, well I saw the clip that led to Heather showing the black eye. They didn't even go past that again. They they literally yeah, stopped. Yeah, the they like again. cut it right when she opened the door. What? They didn't even show it? No, they like we don't we still don't know where the black eye came from. People are still speculating. They literally ended the episode with her showing Meredith her black eye and her being like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Oh my god. Yeah, they just did that that typical like they put it on the preview and they saved it for the end. But I think it's possible Heather walked out of her room and like fell, got herself banged up, I don't know, and then made it back to bed. Is it possible Whitney was also super trashed and like hit her and scratch her it's possible um but i also think that the way that heather didn't take any accountability for anything i can totally understand um whitney having like rage that comes out in a way that she just like loses control you know especially for someone who's going through all of these revelations and all of this trauma like finding out about this abuse that she went through and And then literally her cousin putting hands on her after they're talking about her getting abused. You know, I feel like at that point, like all bets are off. You don't, you can't, you know, it just, it is what it is. But yeah, I I would, I assume most people might still disagree with that just because it's, it's violence regardless. And I, I do think that there's no room for violence ever, but in that specific case, it is, it's whatever, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, I see both sides of that. Cause, like, while I don't, while I don't condone violence, there, there has been plenty of times where I have whipped somebody's ass or been in a fight. So yeah. I can't sit here and act like I'm holier than thou. Just, just because I'm at an age in my life where, where I don't want to be out here fighting. I'm right. not saying that I'm that. Like, I'm not out here saying that the last fight I was in was the last fight I'm ever going to get in, but I'm saying that I'm actively not going to be out here trying to get in a fight today. That's right. all I can do. And some people need to just mind their damn business. Right. Exactly. Now, to you, what's the difference between a controversial housewife and a problematic housewife? Or reality star in general? Um, I think a controversial housewife could just be someone that you know creates a lot of different difference in opinions you know Mm -hmm. but a problematic housewife is going to be someone that's maybe more like enabling problematic behavior you know like encouraging people to kind of you know be bullies or you know just you know, just behaving in a way that makes people feel validated in their problematic behavior. Whereas controversial doesn't always have to be problematic. 
it could just be that, you know, there's, there's, you know, a dynamic, you know, topic coming up where, you know, it's not a gray area there. It, it causes, it, it, you know, creates some sort of discourse, but it yeah. doesn't always have to be rooted in, you know, something negative. Totally get that. I agree. All right. Are you ready for game time? Yes. Love games. Have you heard of this or that? Yes. Okay. So I've created my own Bravo version of this or that where I've included Housewives, um, Vanderpump Rules stars, because that's about as far as um, my Bravo knowledge of today extends. I'm not sure if you are familiar with with Married to Medicine, but I have a couple of those in there as well. If not, I can just pull them out. But Okay, um, I'm not totally familiar with the Married to Medicine, but Vanderpump Rules and Housewives 100, 500%. Sweet. First one is Meredith or Lisa? I'm gonna go with Meredith. Schwartz or Sandy? Um, Schwartz. Kenya or Marlo? Um, Kenya. Kyle or LVP? LVP. Monique or Candace? <sighs> if you asked me this a little while ago, I might have said Monique, but I'm gonna go with Candace. Word. Jill or Bethany? Um, Bethany. Regardless of how I might feel right now, she, I, I've, yeah, Bethany. Fair enough. Gretchen or Alexis? Alexis. Phaedra or Candy? Candy. Actually, Whitney? Phaedra, sorry, right. Phaedra, I take that back. Sure. Whitney or Heather? Whitney. Teresa or Melissa? Teresa. Vicky or Tamara? Vicky. Jennifer or Dolores? Um, Jennifer. Kelly or Heather? Heather. Gina or Emily? Um, Emily. Cynthia or Portia? Um, Cynthia. Brandy or Denise? Brandy. Camille or Rena? Camille. Crystal or Teddy? Uh, Crystal. Sutton or Erica? Sutton. Nice. If you could bring a housewife or any reality star back to our screen, who would it be and what show would you put them on today? Okay. Um... So I think I I would love to see Vanderpump back. Okay. Um I just feel like Beverly Hills is such a weird in such a weird place right now. I don't really know how that would even go. Mm-hmm. Um it might be really cool to see like this is like total like fan fiction, but I mean <laughs> um LVP on Dubai. Ooh. Could well, be, I mean, they got Phaedra ass out there. 
I mean, she's actually connected to the cast in some way, allegedly, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't put the slides, but I don't know. I mean, I'm Is sure... Is she still friends with the person who brought her on the show? I don't even know. Sure. But I feel like I'll LVP probably know. knows Caroline Stanberry. Sure. So, there's like a little... You know, it's like English expats are, you know, have a connection there. That would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. How do you suggest content? How do you suggest content creators can contribute to the maturity of the fan base experience on on, so, on social media? And do you think we have that responsibility? So I think that we don't necessarily have a responsibility to be, you know, like full on role models for people, you know, that we don't know. But I do mm. think that just as human beings we have a responsibility to you know try to contribute something positive to society where we can you know um sure so i i think you know just just being aware is really can make a big difference you know making sure that if if you do put something out there that might be problematic, you try to, you know, reflect on that and learn from it and, you know, make sure that anyone that you may have hurt, you know, sees that you understand where you might have, you know, put something out there without realizing it could be offensive or something. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like a, a responsibility to necessarily teach anyone anything but definitely a responsibility to practice self-awareness and be aware of what you're putting out there and you know what impact you might be having and you don't necessarily have to have to go be a you know a a basket of sunshine and rainbows but you know just if you're going to be an asshole be funny about it and if you're gonna (laughs) you know like just just don't be an actual piece of shit you know like just just yeah yeah just try just try to make try to make the world a little bit a little bit more entertaining whether that's whether that's just just engaging with people in a positive way or just you know making fun of things that are light you know but just not being hateful and yeah absolutely yeah just putting out what you want to get really it's like the you know the golden rule that's been around forever but people seem to forget about it be the change you want to see there you go (laughs) if you got the opportunity to create your own show would you do a show focused on your family or a show focused on your friend group Hmm. i i think i might actually do one focused on my friend group. Okay, um, tell me why. Because I have a very close-knit group of girlfriends that we're all in totally different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And we all come from very different backgrounds, um, different ethnicities, like just different, totally different life experiences. And I think that that would be an interesting dynamic. Um, sure. I feel like my family, like we, 
we do it, it can be funny um like our dynamic and stuff but it would get old quick and i feel like there wouldn't really be much to learn from it but my mm. friend group i think there would be a lot of different experiences to relate to and different backgrounds to relate to and i think that that's where things need to be going in the direction of you know like yeah. making like having representation out there um when you can and just just you know having more relatable sort of content out there you know Absolutely. i i want everyone to be able to connect with like the housewives or whatever shows they like the same way that i can connect with certain shows you know the same way i can be like oh my god like that is me you know like i want everyone to be able to have those little fun moments you know 100% so yeah definitely if you could work on a franchise of housewives or any reality show for that matter would you want to produce edit or cast the show huh <sighs> I think I would want to produce because I think that gives you an opportunity to you know obviously you need to create a show and it needs to be dramatic and entertaining but you can also do it in a way that doesn't feel like people are being taken advantage of or you know having one idea of how things are going to be and then you know months later like they're you know I think it it's a puts you in a position of power that you can you can really affect people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be I mean casting would be fun and all, but I think I think everything is in the production, you know? Like all of our favorite moments really lie in the production. Editing is able to put it all together, but you wouldn't have those moments without the production. Absolutely. So, I think and yeah, and you can also have you can also create that balance of like, you know, we're we're going to we're going to use what we can use with these women to create a great show, but we're also not going to do it in a way that's like putting anyone in a worse position than they were, you know. Unless they're digging their own hole, you know what I mean? If someone's digging their own grave, that's totally up to them, you know. <laughs> but yeah. like like the this this stupid storyline with like Candace's husband is being sketchy and inviting the other girls to the W I'm like they shouldn't this shouldn't even be a thing you know Absolutely So yeah What's the biggest lesson you've learned from reality television Um probably not to get like deep but Um I mentioned before Please. that you know I used to be quite an avid drinker. I don't drink anymore. And I think mm-hmm. when I first stopped, you know, I was like how am I going to watch these shows? You know what I mean? That's all they do. That's like so it's going to be like triggering or whatever. And then over time like that kind of just went away and I started my perspective changed and I started kind of looking at all of these different shows is kind of like you know what like it, it just kind of get, gives you a sense of being able to like adapt to change you know yeah. and um not that everyone necessarily changes in the way that they maybe should right away 
but I mean, a good example would be maybe like Luann, you know, she's had her ups and downs and her downs and her downs and, you know, yeah. over time, you know, she's built herself back up and it's like, you can have everything, you can feel like you've lost everything and then you can be a fucking cabaret star and, you know, be selling your shows out and, you know, singing your Christmas songs and people are screaming your name and you don't need a drink to be doing any of that. You could be confident. You could, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I think it's just, there's definitely a good, a good lesson of just, just personal growth, really just, you know, and you can even see some women who don't change, right? Like you, like Ramona is the same person more or less, you know, than, than she was when she started. You know, she became a little bit more compassionate when she got divorced because she was going through a divorce and she used to like be really abrasive about people going through divorces and not being sensitive about it. But right. she hasn't necessarily like looked inward and done any work. And, you know, you can see like other people on other shows, but um, yeah, I think it's just, there's a lesson in self-awareness and personal growth and you can kind of choose if you want to be the person who becomes self-aware and does what you got to do or you want to be the person who doesn't but definitely brings that up one million percent who is your ultimate girls trip cast and where are they going oh my gosh ultimate girls trip hmm I'm going to say, I feel like San Tropez would be really fun. Ooh. Um, you've got like the element where they could go on a yacht, they could be in a mansion, you know, they could, they could go across the, the water to like Monaco, go to the casinos, whatever. Um, now, as far as who I'd have go, I'd probably... I'd want to see LVP and Luann and how they okay. interact. Um, okay. I feel like they have that kind of shared, I know Luann's from Connecticut or whatever, and people don't want to say that she's European and all of that, but she has a lot of experience, you know, with that. Um, mm -hmm. I think maybe Luann and Dorinda could be like the little duo from Roni that would go, um, mm -hmm. because I feel like Dorinda and LVP could also connect. Um, on that like kind of English experience, you know, Richard had her living in London and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let me think. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Karen because I love Karen. Love Karen. Um, literally, she, I, I was re-watching Potomac recently and she just, she just she's just always I just love her on every season no matter what is going on with her whether she's being in a great mood or being snarky she's just always delivering it and I love her um let me think who else I would love to see um maybe if I was to say maybe someone else from Beverly Hills actually no let's say not Beverly Hills um that's where I'm no, I'm joking. Um, actually, yeah, you know what? What about 
bringing Brandy on that trip because you have the LVP Ooh. history, which would be interesting. And if they could like squash their beef and have their little cute friendship again, that would be great. Um, and let me see who else. Um, maybe someone from Miami we could throw in there. Um, who would be good in San Tropez? Maybe Julia. Yeah. Maybe maybe we could yeah. see like a different side of her with you know different you know I think I would be interested to see her outside of her like Miami element outside of the farm outside of Martina you know. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I also feel like she would probably thrive in Saint Tropez. She's probably been there a million times. Um, I know mm-hmm. she's like from Europe. Um, trying to think and I mean maybe for good measure because she just hasn't been on for a long time um Nene Leakes okay because I feel like I mean I she she's still not on good terms with anyone right in terms of the Bravo space right pretty much yeah and that makes me sad because, like, she's, like, one of, like, the OGs, like, you know, if if in some magical universe, like, something could, you know, change in a positive way, then I, I, I would like to bring her back. Um, I think, how many is that? I don't even know. I love count, but I, but I just let you, you know, just this is your um, dream cast, so I let you do do as many as you think would would make a good show. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think uh, I think Karen has it in her to like do the the fancy Saint Tropez thing, but like she just she would I feel like she'd bring a really fun element to it, and then yeah. I th- oh, and you know what, Chanel Ayan, because. Uh. Because okay. why why wouldn't you want her? And I think that's good. Especially in Central Park. Right. Right. Imagine the looks. Just imagine the looks. Exactly. Just imagine the Central Park look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that would be it's a little bit of a, a mixed bag, but you know, I think I think it would be interesting. I mean, the combinations of women that they had on the other Ultimate Girls trips aren't necessarily women that have, like, the same hobbies or interests that you necessarily think get along. And sometimes, you know, they've had these, like, friendships forming. I mean, Taylor I coming on... I think that's on, on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Taylor moving to OC. I don't know if that was really because of the Ultimate Girls trip or if that was already in the works, but... Well, she had been living in Orange County for a while when by the time she had made it to Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, So I think it just ended up being convenient that she had a good run on Ultimate Girls Trip and she happened to be living in Orange County. I think they just made the convenience to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Alexis come back too because she seems like a totally different person. I would like to see that too. I saw any. I saw an interview with her recently. I can't remember where it was, but um, she definitely seemed like she was in a completely different space. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, in a very, like, open-minded space. I, I I think I heard her on someone's podcast recently, but yeah, she definitely seems like she has totally seen 
in the light. Which I completely appreciate. What's your tagline? What is my tagline? Oof. Huh. Um... I feel like I I I, don't, I can't think of how I'd start it, but I writing is my thing. Books are my thing. I feel like I would end it with, but I will read you like a book. Love that. Um, how could I start that? Um, Let's see. The librarian may be quiet, but I'll read you like a book. I love that. I love yes. that. The librarian Good may be one. quiet. You can, yes. You, you can have that. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. If you could say something to the head of Bravo's social responsibility department, what would it be? Why does it take you so long to respond to things that are clearly a problem? Right? I feel yeah. like I feel like every was it the uh, Jenny from Salt Lake City when all of that mm-hmm. stuff came out about her that like they literally were like radio silent? Yep. It's and, a day. Right. Day. So I think I don't think there's any excuse to wait. I think as a network, you have a responsibility, like bottom line, like period dot the end, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, just what is the reason for it taking so long? Like you you shouldn't have to debate what's right and wrong for that long. Exactly. Sadly, they have to be reminded, but. Right. You know. Yeah. My last question to you is, where can we find you and all of the things that you want to promote? Okay, so right now I'm just binging Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. I'm currently working on a website that will eventually have some stuff for purchase. Um, It's going to be bingingbravo.com. I have like the URL and everything, but if you go on that right now, you can see it's like an under construction website. So, I'm hoping by the new year, I'll have that all up and running. I just want, you know, a little time to get some samples for myself before I put anything up for sale, obviously. Um, okay. It will not take as long as She by Cherie. So there's Hello. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Binging Bravo on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, and then just be on the, obviously any, whenever I have my website and stuff ready, I will be sharing that on that social media. So just stay tuned. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you for coming on. This has been an incredible conversation and I hope that you come back on at some point eventually. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you and all of your questions and all of the tangents I was able to go on. Um, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate your time and I would love to come back on in the future. Of course, I would love that. And I look forward to seeing what you keep doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. No problem. And on that note, 
that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in and a special thank you to my guest, Cassandra from Binging Bravo for blessing the pod. I want to remind every single one of you to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. This has been Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. Until next time, love you, bye. Bye. Peace.